0: section 55 of ontario public school geography this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org ontario public school geography by the educational book company of toronto section 55 africa the continent as a whole map questions what ocean separates africa from south america from australia what sea separates africa from europe from asia name the isthmus which joins africa and asia what two groups of islands are near the coast of africa not far from the strait of gibraltar what large gulf is on the west coast of africa what is the southern tip of the continent called find a large island off the east coast of africa what separates it from the continent What large river flows into the Mediterranean Sea? What lake is its source? Name a large river flowing into the Gulf of Guinea. What river drains most of Central Africa into the Atlantic Ocean? What is the largest river of Africa flowing to the Indian Ocean? What desert is crossed by the Tropic of Cancer? What desert is crossed by the Tropic of Capricorn? what lake and river are crossed by the equator where are the atlas mountains where is the highland of abyssinia the most of the lowland of africa in what zones is africa in what zone is by far the greater part of the continent which is warmer central africa or south africa why shape and size africa is naturally a vast peninsula jutting out from the still vaster land mass of eurasia but man who is always busily changing the face of the world for his own good has made an island of it a glance at the globe shows that ships from europe can reach the isthmus of suez through the mediterranean and that ships from asia or australia can reach it through the red sea only a narrow strip of sand prevented them from making the voyage between europe and asia by this route instead of by the much longer way around the cape of good hope a frenchman named de lesseps undertook to cut a canal from the mediterranean to the red sea it took twenty five thousand men ten years to complete this great undertaking but at last in eighteen sixty nine the canal was ready for traffic the length of the canal is eighty six miles through it about six thousand vessels pass annually britain the great maritime nation of the world controls the suez canal if you run your pencil around the coastline of africa you will be struck by the absence of long peninsulas jutting into the sea or of long inlets running into the land on account of the extreme regularity of the coastline there are few good harbors in africa this is a considerable hindrance to the development of seaborne trade africa is very large its area is about one million square miles more than that of North America. Asia alone, of all the continents, is larger than Africa. Surface Africa is one vast tableland, land, rimmed about with a narrow coastal plain. Everywhere, except toward the north, the central plateau slopes abruptly to the coastal plain. In the north, however, it passes more gradually into the low-lying plains as it approaches the Mediterranean. The Tableland is highest along the Eastern edge, especially in Abyssinia. Four rivers of Africa, the Nile, the Congo, the Niger, and the Zambezi, are among the great rivers of the world. Yet none of them provides a great highway into the heart of Africa as the St. Lawrence or the Mississippi does into the interior of North America. They are all interrupted by cataracts or falls, where they pass over the edge of the central plateau. North Africa the northwest corner of africa is far enough north to come within the belt of the westerly winds during the winter the atlas mountains are sufficiently high to cool the winds and cause a fairly heavy rainfall therefore between the mountains and the sea is a beautiful though hilly country which produces excellent crops of grain and fruit the rest of north africa is almost a rainless land most of it lies in the belt of the northeast trades these winds as you know, are dry winds, particularly when their course is over land. The trade winds of North Africa come from the great continent of Asia. The winds, which come over the Mediterranean Sea from the north, are cool winds. As they move south, they become warmer, and so absorb instead of giving out moisture. Therefore, the occasional winds which blow from the Mediterranean to Africa can bring little rain the rainless belt of africa extends right from the atlantic to the red sea and from the coast of the mediterranean as far south as lake chad its total area is greater than that of the entire continent of australia this is the sahara desert the greatest in the world the surface of the desert varies a great deal in some places the winds have swept the rock bare in others there are beds of gravel and here and there are vast stretches of sand the sandy desert is rich with dunes or broken with rough hills the color of the rocks and sand also varies all shades of yellow red brown and even black are to be seen vegetation is of course very scanty consisting mainly of thorny bushes which can stand the drought here and there however are little islands of green in the sea of sand and stone In many places water wells up to the surface from some underground lake or river and forms a center for a grove of date-palms the crossing of the sahara while rather difficult and dangerous is not impossible owing to the numerous oases at which travelers can find water in fact it has for ages been a highway of trade in africa large caravans sometimes consisting of a thousand camels carry goods between the mediterranean coast and the lands of central africa the main products of the desert are salt which is plentiful there and dates the salt is taken by caravan to central africa where it is highly valued the dates are sent to the northern coast although well-equipped caravans can cross the sahara safely yet the great desert has proved to be a formidable barrier to the free movement of men and animals for this reason neither the inhabitants nor the animals of north africa resemble those which are characteristic of the rest of the continent the chief domestic animals with the exception of the camel are much the same as those of our own country donkeys and goats however are seen much more frequently than in canada the men of north africa are also much like ourselves the two chief races are the berbers many of whom are fair-haired and blue-eyed and the moors a brown-skinned dark-eyed people who are the descendants of the arabs who conquered north africa many centuries ago the berbers are an agricultural people who till the fertile coastlands or the oases of the desert some of the arabs have taken to the desert these are wandering tribes who roam the sandy wastes with their fleet horses and swift camels they are known as bedouins the desert is broken by one great river the nile its valley is the most extensive fertile strip in the whole desert area The Nile rises away back to equatorial Africa, in Lake Victoria. The heavy equatorial rainfall is so great that the volume of the Nile, even when it passes through the rainless desert, is always large. The largest tributary of the Nile is the Blue Nile, which flows down from the highlands of Abyssinia. During the summer, when the sun is directly over this part of Africa, Abyssinia has torrential tropical rains then the blue nile becomes a roaring flood of muddy water filled with soil washed from the fertile hills of abyssinia the volume of water in the nile also increases during this season so that it overflows its banks when the floods are over and the water recedes a thin layer of mud is left to fertilize the fields of egypt much of the mud is carried right to the mouth of the river and deposited there in this way, through many, many years, a plain of river mud has been built up at the river mouth. Central Africa. Toward the south, the Sahara passes into scrubland, where a poor, thorny vegetation is fairly abundant, and this in turn becomes a grassy country dotted with clumps of trees. This great area of savannah land, as it is called, is the Sudan, a name which means black. It extends from Cape Verde on the west to the base of the Abyssinian highlands on the east and from the Sahara on the north to the forests of the Guinea coast and the Congo Basin on the south there is also much savannah land between the forests of the Congo Basin and those of the east coast of equatorial Africa in the Sudan the natives are all Negroes an entirely different race from the people of North Africa the animals too are very different the rank grass provides plenty of food for great herds of antelopes of many varieties for buffaloes giraffes and zebras elephants and rhinoceroses here too the flesh-eating animals abound there are lions leopards and hyenas the savannas of africa are a sportsman's paradise the coast of the gulf of guinea the whole basin of the congo river and the east coast of central africa are covered with tropical forest of life in the african jungle you have already read elephants which are found in the savannas, also live in the forests and their huge tusks are highly valued for their ivory rubber vines are abandoned and the natives gather a great deal of rubber for export to europe the rubber vines of africa do not produce as good rubber as the trees of the amazon valley rubber ivory and palm oil are the three chief products of the african forests south africa toward the tropic of capricorn the savannas and forests gradually merge into more open land much of which is too dry to support more than a few stunted trees or scraggy thorn bushes this region is within the belt of the trades these winds bring a fair amount of rain to the east coast but the interior in most places is too dry for agriculture sufficient grass grows on most of the uplands however to permit grazing this great tract of rather dry grass is called the veld. the natives of this region are lighter in color and more prepossessing than the negroes of central africa they are tall well-built and strong they are called kafirs by the white inhabitants of the country the zulus are the most important kaffir nation not long ago they were the most powerful people in south africa with a fine army of fierce and well-trained warriors the chief wealth of the kafirs is in their herds which graze on the upland pastures. They also raise a great deal of maize or Indian corn, as we call it. Many of the white colonists who have settled on the tablelands also rear cattle. There are many sheep farms so that South Africa produces much wool. Goats are raised in great numbers for their hair, which is used for weaving a variety of fine cloths. Ostriches are also reared on farms for the beautiful plumes. The western part of the southern tableland is specially arid the driest part of it is known as the kalahari desert it is not so dry as the sahara and scattered natives find sufficient pasturage for their animals in some parts of it End of section 55.